Hello, and welcome to the Simply and Fiercely Show, a podcast for women who want to clear their clutter and create space for freedom and joy. If your life keeps getting bigger, but not better, keep listening to learn about decluttering from the inside out. It's about creating a life that's aligned with your values and priorities, so you can have more of what matters and less of what doesn't. I'm your host, Jennifer, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. It's Jen here, and welcome to the Simply and Fiercely show. Today, I've got a really exciting episode planned for you. I'm really passionate about this topic, and it's a common mistake that I see so many people make when they're trying to simplify their life. Okay. So whether it means, you know, decluttering or trying to change their spending habits or trying to reclaim their time by scaling back their schedule, whatever it is, it's all of these things that fall under the umbrella of simple living. There is a huge mistake that I see everybody making that makes the whole process not only harder than it needs to be, but you're also probably not getting the results that you want in the end. So I'm going to share this mistake. And then don't worry, there's actually a really simple solution. So I'm going to share that with you as well. Now, the mistake that I see almost everyone make when they're trying to simplify their life is quite ironically, they try to force it. They try to make simplicity happen, which is obviously quite funny because it's kind of the opposite of simplicity. But what I mean is that it's things like when you're decluttering, right? Like when I would talk to people who are decluttering, it's almost sounds sometimes like they're almost trying to bully themselves into letting go. So if you just imagine that you're sitting in a room and you're going through all your stuff and you know it's emotional and stressful, I know that I used to do this myself. It was almost like this really crappy inner voice that would be like, come on, Jen, just get rid of this stuff. Like, you know, it's just stuff. You know, you don't need it. Why is it such a big deal for you? Right. I was trying to like bully myself or force myself into letting go. Or another way that this manifests is sort of, you will see people relying heavily on willpower. So if you talk about like shopping or being less busy, it's not that they want to buy less, or it's not that they want to stop doing things, at least not in a way that feels good for them. They're sort of forcing themselves to hold back. They're relying on willpower. I'm not going to go to Target today, and I'm just forcing myself to do it. It's not a choice that comes from an intentional place. Or again, they're like trying to cut back their to-do list, right? Who's ever heard this sort of productivity tip where you're supposed to pick like three or five priorities for the day and you're supposed to ignore the rest of your to-do list? Now, of course, this is good advice. You should focus on your priorities. But I know that when I used to do this as well, it would sometimes feel really hard because everything feels important. And I would almost like have to tear myself away from those other tasks, right? It didn't feel good. It was really uncomfortable. It was forced. So I don't know if you've experienced this, but I think some element of this struggle happens across all avenues of simplifying. As I said, whether it's like simplifying your home, decluttering, trying to change your shopping habits, cutting back on appointments or, you know, finding some more time in your schedule. And as a result, there's a few different problems with this. One is that obviously sometimes people don't get the results that they want. So if you imagine if you have a giant house to declutter and it's full of stuff and you're constantly having to force yourself to let go and you've got to do that hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of times over because you have a lot of stuff, well, that's going to feel like crap. <laughs> 
And you're not going to want to do it, right? So every time you go and you attempt to declutter, you're going to, oh my God, I don't want to do this. It feels horrible. And you're going to procrastinate or you're just going to shut the door and you might even just give up on the project, right? Same thing with shopping. If you're shopping and it comes from a place of willpower, you're trying to force yourself not to buy things. Well, I think it's a bit like being on a diet, right? And we all know how that goes. There's only so long that you can rely on willpower before it runs out. And it's the same thing with busyness. If you're kind of holding yourself back, if it's something that you really have to enforce, like if there are boundaries that you're constantly having to put a lot of thought and energy into enforcing, it is exhausting, right? And it doesn't feel good and you're not going to be able to maintain it. Regardless, if you are able to maintain these habits, it's just not going to feel good. And in my experience, I don't think that you're going to get the results that you really want. I talk about decluttering and simplifying the benefits. It's like, of course, there's the practical benefits, right? You have less stuff, so you have less stuff to clean. And if you shop less, you have more money, right? And if you're less busy, you have more time for yourself. Those are the practical benefits. So you may be able to get those if you are forcing yourself to do it. But I also talk a lot about the emotional benefits of simplifying. So for me, decluttering was not just about having less stuff, but I recorded an episode one or two before this where I talk about my minimalist wardrobe and how that helped me find self-acceptance. And those are the kind of changes I'm talking about. I think that when we take the time and we simplify in a really intentional way, where we start from the inside out, we get these bigger benefits, right? You're not shopping less because you're forcing yourself. You're shopping less because you genuinely don't want as much stuff. Well, you're less busy. But you know, this is funny. I was thinking about this. Most people, when you become less busy, let's say you declutter your schedule, you might have more free time. But who has ever had that experience where you've got some free time and you sit down on your couch with like a book or something to relax and enjoy it, but you can't because your brain is still racing and your brain is still telling you, hey, Jen, there's like 10,000 other things that you should be doing right now. So that's what I mean. When you force simplicity in your life, A, I'm not sure that you'll necessarily get results. I think that the odds are that you will often give up or you'll find the whole process very challenging. But more than that, the results that you get will be incomplete. You'll get some benefits. You'll get some of the physical benefits, but the full transformation that I've experienced and the full transformation that I really want for all of you who are listening to this, you will struggle if you are trying to force simplicity. It's not all doom and gloom. There is something really simple that you can do instead. And obviously there's many layers to this. You know, some of you know I teach a decluttering course, so there's a lot to cover to really get to the roots of your clutter and how to clear it. But there's one very simple place where everyone can start simplifying your life. And that is leading by your values, really honing in on what matters to you and the vision you have for the life you want and using that to fuel your decisions. I know that if you're listening to this, that might sound, yeah, that sounds great. I like that in theory, but it's kind of la la. And I know that because that's what I would have thought, right? If I was listening to this podcast myself like 10 years ago, I'd be like, oh yeah, that sounds so great. But it also kind of reminds me of like corporate buzz speak, right? Like, oh, lead from your values. And you're like, yeah, okay, but what does that mean? And so I'm going to give you a personal example of what that looks like that will hopefully make it a bit more relatable. As you all know, I'm here. I have a podcast. If you're not aware, I also have a blog that I've been writing since 2015. 
I also create copious amounts of content in other formats. So I have social media channels. I send emails to a very large mailing list. I teach live workshops as part of my paid programs. I'm now even dabbling into YouTube. There's not much there yet. But if you are curious, it's like YouTube at Simply Fiercely or something. I'm so inexperienced with YouTube. Anyway, that's besides the point. The point is that I am creating copious amounts of content. And as much as this is a passion project, it's also my job. So when I sit down at my desk and I have like a list of things that I'm supposed to write today, I try to work off a content calendar. I try to plan what I'm going to say. And so I have this whole list of blog posts and podcast episodes, etc. And so if I sit there at my desk and I look at this list and I say, okay, Jen, it's time to write. Let's create some content. And I'm kind of forcing myself to do it. I can sit there for hours and write like one or two sentences, which I will write one or two sentences, delete them, and then rewrite them, right? It's so painful. Even after almost a decade of writing regularly, it feels like pulling teeth sometimes, and it's not fun, and it's not enjoyable. And in those moments, I'm like, why on earth am I doing this to myself, right? Because I know it probably sounds kind of fun from the outside looking in to be a blogger or a course creator as a career. But let me just tell you, honestly, there are much easier ways to make a living. Like I probably worked for, I don't know, five, six years, hundreds, if not thousands of hours. Well, definitely thousands of hours before I got paid a single cent. But anyway, that is besides the point. What I'm just trying to say is that like this work, when I try to force myself to do it, feels like crap. I get no real joy out of it. And it's really hard for me to do. Again, a bit like you might be thinking when you're doing your decluttering or trying to simplify. But when I think about why I do this work and I approach it from the place of my values and my vision, not only does it make it more enjoyable, is it easier to follow through, but the whole process is just better. And I'm going to give you an example. The real heart of why I do this, and I've been thinking about it a lot lately, is because I am crazy passionate about sharing ideas. Like even as a young child, I guess not to toot my own horn, but I guess one of my gifts is that I sometimes see things in ways that other people don't. And I'm really good at connecting kind of random dots. I think that's what makes my work a bit different. I see things sometimes slightly differently from a lot of people in the minimalist community. And I come up with kind of maybe outside the box examples, which I know help my readers to apply these tips in real life. Like for example, um, I'm just thinking, I wrote this thing earlier today. And by the time this podcast goes live, it'll probably be a few weeks old. But if you go to my Instagram, which is at Simply Fiercely, you will see a post. If you scroll back a bit with a picture of a watermelon. And I wrote a whole email and a social media post this morning, which is about how a story of me buying a watermelon and not eating it and letting it rot in my fridge and what we can learn for that and how it relates to decluttering. I won't spoil it. Go to my Instagram page and check it out. But anyway, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. I didn't sit down at my desk this morning to write a email or social media post about a watermelon, right? And definitely not about how a watermelon relates to decluttering. Instead, I was just how I often create content is I just wander around my house, do random things, talk to myself a lot. (laughs) And so I was just pulling this watermelon out of my fridge and I was just sort of thinking, oh God, why did I do this? And just random thoughts going through my head. And then I had this spark, this aha moment where I was like, wow, this is actually something that I could turn into a lesson and share with my readers that I think will find really helpful. And so that kind of content creation process was stemmed from the joy 
that I find in creating and sharing ideas, right? So it was very different. It was not me sitting down and saying, hey, I have to do this. I was going about my life. I was really embracing my values. I was approaching writing and content creation in a way that was aligned with what matters to me. Okay. It was this concept of always learning new things, of sharing ideas. Like I read constantly lots of nonfiction books, lots of things. I almost never read anything related to minimalism or decluttering just because I don't want to be influenced by other people's work. But I read nonfiction in a huge range of topics just because it always inspires me to think of new ways that I can share thoughts and beliefs and ideas and concepts about simplifying with you. Right. And so I approach the whole project from this way where it's built in the foundations of what I care about. And the result is A, I'm able to create more content. I create, again, it might not seem very minimalist. Some of you might follow me across several platforms and be like, gosh, it's not very minimalist. This girl's sending me tons of emails and posting tons in social media. But the reason that I like create so much content it's just because I purely have so many ideas that want to share and I'm passionate about. And that is what brings me joy. And that is, you know, my vision for my life. Like if I could do nothing else, I just love coming up with these ideas and sharing them with people, <laughs> which is probably why I started this podcast because my poor husband is like, oh my gosh, I don't want to hear anymore about it. So I needed some new people to talk to. But anyway, it is constantly being led by my values. Why am I doing this? And it, one, motivates me to keep going. But it's not just the why, it informs the how, how I write, how I create content, right? I do it in a way that feels actually fun for me. And believe it or not, you can do the same with your simplifying. So like when you're decluttering, and I'm going to first just say that it takes a little practice, you have to really, really tap into your why, really get clear on what your values are, your vision for your life, Really, and I'll talk about that actually more in a minute. But once you have that clarity, when you're decluttering, you can start to feel empowering, right? You're not like making yourself get rid of things. As you declutter, you're like, yes, I am stepping into the life that I want. It's going to be unique for everyone. But the more that you think about your values and your vision and just like, you know, what makes you feel alive, as I said, you can use that to inform your how. You might be uh, someone... I don't know. It's a little bit hard to think of the top of my head, but like the way you listen to music or the way, you know, if community is important, you invite to talk to, you know, invite your friends to help you declutter. There's so many different ways as we tap into your values and into your vision and into those things that bring you alive, how we can use those and make them part of the process of decluttering and simplifying so that you actually enjoy it and it feels good. Same goes with shopping. Um, I taught a shopping workshop a few weeks ago. And one thing I really drove home is that for me, if I was trying to force myself to stop shopping, it would have never happened. One thing I think that surprises a lot of people because they think that minimalists are like these really type A personalities who have a lot of control, but that is not me at all. I am super impulsive. Like I just follow my emotions. I definitely cannot. I really struggle to make myself do things that I don't want to do. I mean, obviously I do because I do things like clean my toilet and pay my taxes, but like big scale. If everything at the large portion of my life is filled with things that I don't really want to do, I really have a hard time following through. So anyway, when I stopped shopping, and as some of you know, I did a shopping ban last from 2021 to 2022. I actually went 13 months without buying 
any clothes or shoes whatsoever. But before that, you know, I was a shopaholic until my late 20s, early 30s. So I kind of broke that habit about 10 or so years ago. And the way that I did it was not by using any willpower or by forcing myself to stop shopping. Instead, I really tapped into that vision and what I want instead, right? So really around the time that I really changed my shopping habits, I was really wanting freedom in my life. And specifically, I really wanted to travel overseas quite a lot. I've got family all over the world. And I just was, you know, really, I had traveled before and I really wanted to travel again. And I had this vision of this life where I could just sort of pick up and go whenever I wanted. And, you know, of course, that's not always completely possible, but the concept, the idea behind that inspired me so much. And so when I started happening is when I would go into a shop and I would pick up a shirt or something, I actually would see it differently. When I was focused on my vision, the shirt, which beforehand I would have been so excited about, as I said, shopaholic, loved clothes, so excited about clothes. But when I was focused on my vision, that shirt felt like a, like a weight like an anchor, like one more nail keeping me back from living the life that I want. And so I would walk out of a shop, not kind of begrudgingly, not feeling sad that I couldn't buy the things that I want, but almost with a spring in my step because I was like, this is who I'm becoming. I am moving closer with every decision to living this life that I want for myself. And it feels so good. And that when you are motivated through that internal motivation, right? That's how you keep going. Because now I've been doing this for like 10 plus years, right? I've been doing this for a very long time now. And anyone, it's so funny, actually, I posted something on Instagram about shopping. And I have a friend who I haven't seen in person for like 15 years. I knew her sort of around mid 2000s when I was peak shopaholic. And she posted in there, she's like, I remember coming to your house when your entire guest bedroom was your closet, right? And I used to come to work and all I would talk about is clothes. And now she's seeing me here and she's just saying, you know, I love seeing this. But it was just funny because so many of the people in my audience and, you know, even my current social life, because I've moved a few times, they don't remember me that way. But those who do, I think, really are like, can really feel the extreme change that's happened. And I can tell you again right now that that change was fueled from the inside. So that is the shift I encourage you to make. And I'll just leave you with some tips on how to do that. Because again, I've been sharing this message for quite a long time. And I get people who are open to this idea. They say, yes, I I love this idea of being led by your values, right? Of, Of being fueled by your vision. But the problem is, you know, so long has happened or, you know, my life has been so busy or I've spoken to women, you know, who have spent like 20, 30 years raising kids, caring for loved ones, and they've completely lost track of what matters to them, right? They don't even know what makes them happy. And to the same extent, I understand, like I had spent a decade literally using shopping as my outlet for all of my emotions. It was like what I did with all of my free time. I know it sounds really sad and pathetic, but it's true, right? Shopping. And then when I wasn't shopping, I I was really passionate about travel as well. But I had really lost sight of that deeper side of myself. And I didn't even know what I wanted anymore. So I'll tell you a few things. First of all, I do have a program called Values and Vision, where I teach this. And I'm actually in May going to teach it live over the course of four weeks. My birthday is in May. I'm turning 42. 
And I figured this course is actually based off things that I have done, exercises and practices that I have in my own life. But with my birthday, I thought it was fun to like really dive back into it and do kind of a deep reset and connect deeper with my values and vision. The other thing in this program is I share some practices that help you live your values and vision. I'm not sure when this podcast is going to be live yet. I'm not sure if I'll even be promoting that. This might be a little bit of a sneak peek for you. But if that's something that interests you, then keep an eye out. But what I'll do is I'll leave you a few tips. So either if you're not interested in the course, please don't worry. I've got a few ideas that will help you. One thing to think about is you can do this one of two ways. Think about your dreams. And I'm talking about think about any dream that you have, right? It could be a bit wild. Let's just say like you have a dream one day to buy a beach house right? That sounds like a nice dream. Lots of us have that. But a beach house is not really a dream, right? A beach house is just a physical representation of your dream. I was recently reading a book. The book is called Anti-Time Management. And he talks about this concept of the goal behind the goal, which is exactly what I'm referring to. So let's say that you want a beach house. What you really want is the lifestyle that a beach house is going to bring right? And so you have to think in your head, what does that mean to you? So for example, you want a beach house, but what you really want is that feeling of waking up early and breathing that fresh air and having your coffee outside and feeling really peaceful and at ease. Or what you really want is you imagine having a beach house and then you're going to read more books or you're going to have time for family or you're going to go for long walks on the beach and you're going to spend more time outdoors, right? The answer is going to be different for everyone. But when you think about your vision for your life, that's what I'm talking about. Your vision for your life isn't let me buy a beach house. Your vision for your life is how am I going to live there? Okay. So that's some way that you can start to tap into those feelings. And then let's say that your vision is that you really love that idea, that feeling of like that fresh air in the morning. I'm like closing my eyes as I say this, because I can feel it. That like fresh air and the drinking the cup of coffee and that slow morning, right? So there's two benefits of knowing your vision. Now, that's a small way that you can start to change your life today, right? So yeah, you might be like 20, 30 years off buying that beach house, if ever, right? That might never happen. But you can start living that lifestyle today. You can wake up a few minutes earlier. You don't even have to have a balcony. You can stick your head out the window and just take a few breaths of deep air, right? Or you can drink your coffee and just tune everybody out for a few minutes. I know it's not easy, but these are little ways that you can start to live that life that you want most and you can live it now. But then it doesn't stop there. You can take that feeling. The way that I teach it is I really encourage creating like a vivid picture in your mind, almost like a movie role in your mind. So you're imagining you're on the beach, you're on your balcony, drinking this coffee and the salt air is blowing through your hair, right? Think about that vision. Tap into that vision when you're decluttering your home. So you pick up that shirt that you're wondering if you should keep. And before it felt so important, you're like, oh, I don't know how I can get rid of it. I love this shirt, but I never wear it, right? You're feeling all this internal conflict. Then close your eyes and picture yourself on that beach. Picture the wind in your air. Smell the salt air. Feel your warm coffee in your hands, right? And then ask yourself, if I was that person now, if that was my life now, if I had stepped into that moment, would I care about this shirt? And then you'll get your answer, your real answer, right? Because my guess is that you won't. And now I'm really going off topic, but I do have a big theory that sometimes we use clutter, we buy stuff, we keep stuff as a substitute for the life that we want because we don't believe 
that our hopes and our dreams are possible. So we cling to that sweater because it's a booby prize, because you think you're never getting that beach house. But when you bring that lifestyle to you now, when you start to live it every day, when you find your joy in the ordinary, when you live your values, when you do the things that make you happy, even if you can't do it every all the time, you know, even if it's just little pockets in your day, but when you start to feel more alive, everything else starts to fall to the wayside. It's easier to declutter. It's easier not to shop. It's easier to say no to your boss when he wants you to work late because you are so attached to who you are and the life that you want, that it's so easy to see what doesn't belong. Okay. So I know that's a lot of sort of big picture concepts, but I hope it helps you whether you be joining me in May for the Values and Vision program or not. If you are curious about learning more, I will leave a link in the bio. When this goes live, I'm not sure if I'll be promoting this Come With Me Learn in May program, but just know that that's happening. And if you buy the course beforehand, you'll be invited. So even if I haven't mentioned, oh, hey, yeah, we're going to do these live calls, just rest assured that you will be invited to that. Okay. So thanks everyone for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day and um, yeah, start living true to yourself, step into your vision and make it happen every day. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Simply and Fiercely show. If you want to learn more, you can download my free mindful decluttering guide and learn all the secrets that help me go from shopaholic to minimalist. All you need to do is visit Simply fiercely.com backslash free guide. That's all one word to get instant access until next time. Thanks again.